0: Hey, Easy Agent Proers, this is Tyler. Uh, Welcome to episode 13 of the In the Lead series. Really excited about this series uh, for you. We're interviewing Dirk Zeller from Real Estate Champions today. Going to dive deep on how to slow down in order to speed up. Because I think that's a lot of what uh, people are feeling right now. That, you know, there's just this hustle, hustle, hustle. Do this, do that, do that in order to generate leads and stay in business. And sometimes you have to... just take a step back before you can take like 10 steps forward. So Dirk and I dive deep into what that means and how it can be applicable to you in real estate. Really hope this gets uh, hit something for you. It really uh, challenged me to make our business better here at Easy Agent Pro. So without further ado, let's get into it. Here's Dirk. Hey, Easy Agent Proers, uh, really excited here. I've got Dirk, um, he's former top producing agent. He's got tons of tips on how you can achieve that in your business, and so we're going to kind of grill him today and see what he would do if uh, he was starting over in real estate. Um, he's, he's got tons of great books out there, 250 articles to his credit. Um, he was the person selected to write the dummies article for uh, real estate and then has gone on to write tons and tons of other books to, to help you know top producing agents perform better, middle producing agents become top producing agents. So uh, really excited to welcome you to the show, Dirk. Uh, thanks for being here.
1: Hey, it's my pleasure. Great to uh, be here today.
0: Great. So, um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Is there anything I, I missed in that intro?
1: Well, um, I, I could give you that I was born in a log cabin and I walked uphill both ways in snow, right, sure. uh, to school every day, which my father frequently reminds me of <laughs> uh, that he did. Right, uh, but. Yeah, I've just I've just had a great career, and and I've been blessed to work with a lot of amazing people uh, mm. all over the world. I mean, our content that we build at Real Estate Champions is used in more than ninety seven different com- countries across the globe, and I- I've just had a, a great honor to be able to write and speak and and just have a impact and on the people we interact with and that's the greatest value of all is watching somebody take what you've designed or your experience and apply it in their business and their life and see them grow and see their life change and n- nothing's better than having a front row seat in another human being success show
0: right yeah so let's um let's get into that i guess like Let's imagine that I just like severed your, you know, relationships, took away your rolodex, you know, put you in like somewhere just halfway across the country, like, and you were, you know, you were producing at a middle level. And how would you then take the things you teach or the things that you've done to do this? What what would be your step by step method from going to that sort of middle level of production
1: to uh, a top tier? Well, I think you have to first start with an analysis, mm-hmm. which most agents struggle with in in knowing where their business comes from, knowing what their strengths points are. So I, I would say to the agent, hey, let's slow down so we can speed up here a little bit and let's take a look at where are you generating your leads from? What are your strengths in terms of lead generation? Is it coming from past clients? Is it coming online? What's your online strategy? And And just take a look at, hey, do we have... Three pillars of your business mm-hmm. that functionally generate leads at more than 15% each. So let's say, right, as most agents, the strongest pillar is past clients and sphere. Great. Right. But it shouldn't be more than 70% of your business because if it is, you've got an instability. You've got, as my mom used to say to me, all my eggs in one basket. Right. And, and and it doesn't matter what the basket is, whether it's past clients or sphere, whether it's online leads, whether it's some pay-per-click campaign or w- whatever they're doing, right? They shouldn't have all their eggs in one basket because that basket can get moved and changed and adjusted. And the second thing is we've found that you have to have... of your business, at least, coming from different sources. Mm. Now, the overreach so many agents do, which is, oh, you know, I'm going to go out and throw 800 fishing lines in the water, and they can't watch 800 poles. It's Mm -hmm. that disease of more, well gosh you, you know, if, if this is good, gosh I'm going to throw, but the problem is they can't watch it, they can't monitor it, they don't know the return on the investment and so we really philosophize on the, what I call a lead triad, or you can have four or five, mm-hmm. but you should have strength, so when one makes an adjustment, you can focus on it, or you can ramp up the others because they're actually proven, uh-huh. as opposed to, right, the braille method that so many people do and so that's what i would start with i mean certainly if you're expanding your business you have to first protect what you currently have yeah right i mean you've got to protect what you currently have then you've got to look for expansion opportunities in the strength areas you already have. The, the, the risk is minimized in that, and the reward is greater. And I look at a, any business is the evolution of evaluating what is the risk versus the reward that I'm going to generate so I'm profitable. And, and, and I know um, you'd ask me questions and we'd had conversations right about kind of my claim to fame and being able to work four days a week, right? taking Friday and Saturday and Sunday off, and everybody, even in today's world, looks at that and goes, how, how in the world do you do that? <laughs> right. Well, I, uh, understand, I, I was at my vacation home three days a week, living Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Bend, Oregon, where I now live full-time. Mm-hmm. But understand everybody, it's it's having that lead triad, having that consistency of lead generation, call it prospecting, call it lead generation, call it whatever you want so you can feel better about it, Mm -hmm. but the consistency of going out, (laughs) finding people, I was primarily on the listing side, and all Uh the buyer side was handled by one or two buyer's agents, so I had a small, intimate team. And, and administration was handled by the administration group. <laughs> and my job was to go out and secure listings and convince people to functionally list with me and build a listing inventory that wasn't just sitting there. And in today's market, it doesn't sit there. I totally mm-hmm. get that. We're battling to get listings left and right right now because inventory is so low. Right. But the goal has to be look at your business as a business first and foremost. I got asked, and you'll love the story, I got asked by NAR a handful of years ago for, in, in an interview, mm-hmm. and they were asking a number of coaches and trainers and experts in the industry, you know, what made you, the last question was, what made you so successful? And I said to this interviewer, which I got a big rise out of her, I said, well, because I was never a real estate agent. I was never a realtor. Right. And she goes, what? You weren't a member of NAR? I said, no, 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 and that's not what I said. I said... I was never a realtor, I was a business person that happened to sell real estate. Yep. And I ran a business. And a lot of the agents don't do that. They don't run a business. Even if they have a business, right? They have teams and they Mm -hmm. have all these assistants that are underneath them and buyer's agents and listing specialists, but many of them struggle with the business aspect of the business. They don't have management system, monitoring systems, they don't have tracking systems, they don't. We've we've literally built all that to help our clients run the ship and be at the tiller or at the wheel of their ship so they can steer it where they wanna go. So what's that?
0: What's that? Because I I agree with you, you know, it starts with analysis and then finding your your pillars, you know, you don't want one, like the Parthenon wasn't built with one pillar, there's like a 100 of them. Um, And then, you know, to expand, you need to understand where you've been. But like, what's a clear step or three steps that someone can take today? Um, Because I think I can resonate with a little bit of my audience who is sitting there right now listening to this saying, when am I supposed to push the pause button? Um, isn't that going like, to stop my commission checks from coming in in order to take the time to completely analyze these metrics? So what would you say to someone who's sitting there thinking that right now?
1: Well, they don't have to do it all tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Some of the challenge they're having, as all agents are having, is the time management aspect. Right. They're being pulled like taffy, and texts are coming in, emails are coming in, interruptions are coming in. All that realm is, is being controlled by them. What they need to do is block out an hour of business management time on a weekly basis where they can do this analysis and look at their business, and they take little, one little chunk of a uh, time over a three or a four-week period. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the start that stops most people. <laughs> That's so true. And and so it's it's okay. Let's let's not set a goal or objective that I'm going to have this all done in the next three point five seconds, right? <laughs> let's <laughs> let's set a goal to have it done in the next three weeks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And let's go step by step. Okay, where does the lead? Where do the leads come from? How am I doing in conversion? What are my core sources, and then what am I doing to generate business in those sources? right? Is it through a specific design or strategy, or is it hey whoa it 's kind of default right i right. 'm kind of getting a little bit lucky here and this This is actually what happens to agents when they start business planning as an example, when they start looking mm-hmm. at the next year and they start finishing off a year. And then they pop up, look around in January, and they look, hey, you know what, gosh, I had a pretty good year. And then they look at it and they go, but I have no idea how I did that. Right. And so the panic sets in of how do I reproduce that because I know, not that they were a fraud, but they didn't have a plan, right, to get there. And Mm -hmm. so therefore they go, whoa, it's it's like I've I built my home on sand and here comes the waves. Mm-hmm. Whoops.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, so like what are those? Are there core three pillars, or is it is, for you? Is it like whatever works for that agent? Um, what's your philosophy there? Well, I, I have to tell you,
1: I obviously the most important pillar of your business is past clients and. It's, it's the lead gen pillar, and it's the one that we do almost by default. And then, then you've, you know, again, you've got these people out there that are saying that's the only business, right, <laughs> that you shouldn't be working on anything else. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's one of the – I think that's one of the greatest things about real estate mm-hmm. is because there's so many different ways to generate leads. Right. I've got clients, certainly, that primarily work past client and sphere. I've got other clients that work expires for sale by owners. I've got other clients that work divorce attorneys. Right. right, I've got other (laughs) clients that have great lead generation online systems. They're working with Zillow and Trillia and Realtor.com. They're running their own PPC campaigns. I mean, there is – that's one of the great – I mean, I've got clients that work investor niches and yep. really are skillful in terms of working investors. I've got clients that target small investors and do plexes, and they control the plex market, not the big apartment market where the commercial guys tend to live, but mm-hmm. smaller apartments and mini plexes and sell those. I mean, I've got clients that farm for particular areas. Cool. I've got clients that do mega open houses and generate. A lot of business from doing mega open houses. I mean, there isn't a right or wrong here, but I, I can tell you fairly quickly, you know um, what you should be doing. I mean, I'll give you an example. Very early in my career, I mm-hmm. went to a seminar, and some guy said to me, Hey, gosh, you need to go out and door knock. <laughs> so, being the guy that I was, hey, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be successful in this business, I went out and door knocked. Mm -hmm. I I hit a whole bunch of doors over a couple-week of period, and I came to the conclusion that I hated it. Mm -hmm. Hated it. It wasn't my image of who I was. I just didn't feel comfortable about it. I am not that kind of a person. I was great at calling expires. That was a niche of my business that I was very successful at. So I found my niche. Right, I worked past clients. I worked expireds. I worked for sale by owners. I primarily worked on the listing side of the business. That was the niche that generated me 120 to 150 new listings a year. Crazy! Wow, every single year.
0: So, is that is that if I'm hearing correctly, it was your past clients, and then expireds, and for sale by owners? Was that your your three? Those pillars? were
1: my yep. my three. And obviously, that was in the era that there wasn't as much internet right actually, right it, internet work and the information mm-hmm. wasn't out on the open but everybody I, I mean i'd certainly be involved in the internet today we are as a company at right. a significant level in terms of building our list and 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 mastering that process right but you know call capture is a good option tech, there, just, there, there are act, thousands it, of things I mean, you can do
0: for like, yeah. just pick three you like and double down on it
1: yeah, but the, the, the problem is there's always going to be the next shiny object mm-hmm. in this business. And I, I will tell all your listeners, focus will always come before success. Yep. They have to focus on something and they have to do it long enough. You can make any of these pay that I just listed and I probably listed 20 mm-hmm. different strategies to generate leads. You can make Any of them pay and pay well if you focus on them and you do it for a long enough period of time. And what I mean by that is I'm not going to try it for a week and then quit. Now, if you're trying it like I did with door knocking, and really I just couldn't see myself doing that long term. It just wasn't my visual image of me as a salesperson walking down the street banging on doors in a suit. Uh, Okay, Next, but for, for most of us, you, you've got you've to work at four to five to six months, any new system or strategy that you're generating for leads for that period of time to know whether it works or not, to make the adjustments that you need to make. And, Tyler, you certainly know this as a guy in the Internet world. Yeah. In, you, the, the attention span of agents and going to, well, that didn't work. Yep, it is like about that Yep, it should be that yeah
0: i mean we made a we made a business plan for our agents a while back and it was this exact same you know what's your one goal and what are your three things you're going to do to achieve that goal now go focus on that for a month to three months you know we didn't even say six months like you just did we like try these things for a month because it, you just you get to like experience it and taste it and live it after a month and if you' only try it for a day or once it's just Things just don't work that way in terms of generating leads.
1: Well, here's the other thing that they need to look at doing. They need to monetize and look at the hours. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. So you get to the end of a month and you go, hey, well, you know, I only got one listing out of it. Okay. But how many hours did you really invest in lead generation and lead conversion to get that listing? Oh, six. What's your average commission check? Six grand. So you got paid 1000 an hour right. to, to do that. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know that there's too many other things that you could probably do to generate $1,000 an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they,
0: they,
1: they need to break it down because sometimes their mental capacity fakes themselves out right if they're making 150 200 300 500 an hour doing whatever they're doing to generate leads to convert leads to get a new listing or two new listings or 10 new listings whatever it is mm-hmm. break it down to your hourly rate <laughs> so you can make the estimation of was it worth it or not
0: right most of the time yeah that's that's great i mean the at the end of the month, at the end of the quarter, you can really sort of... What do you use for tracking your time and sort of that? Do you you have spreadsheets or do you do it um, with any sort of program? Or what do you recommend for agents looking to sort of quantify that that hours and then
1: dollars per closed listing? Well, having written a number of books on time management, like Successful Time Management for Dummies... And, uh, you know, a couple of salesperson books on time management. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're a salesperson in the real estate industry specifically, you've got some portion of your time that would be direct income-producing activities. Yep. Anything you're doing that directly relates and creates new revenue and new opportunity. So, as an example, prospecting. And however you define prospecting is totally fine prospecting is to me seeking a new potential customer whether that is through a past client avenue or a warmer cold avenue yep. it's right it's it's prospecting you're trying yep. to generate leads and new clients well that's a highly compensated activity that's a direct income producing activity certainly the looking up property pulling information together Following up on transactions, all of that has to be done. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, the hourly rate on that is not very high. And it's most agents. What happens is the mix of their business or the mix of their time gets out of whack. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm working so hard. Yeah, they're working a ten hour day, but they're spending nine of it in paper pushing electrons and processing and one hour a day a new lead generation production conversion. You're not going to make a lot of money when that's the equation. I don't care what skill you have. If you're supremely skilled, you're still not going to make a lot of money. Right. Because your mix of your time is so whacked. That seems like, that goes back to that first
0: point you said where you, you weren't an agent, you were a business person. And so what... Do you have tips for how how does an agent go about making that a priority for them in making that transition from being I'm the person who who runs the ship, who does the paperwork, who is the agent to the person who is I'm the owner of this entity that just so happens to sell real estate?
1: Well, they've got to have a big enough margin. Sales is a margin's game, and so they have to have a big enough revenue margin between what they need to run their family by and, and their business revenues so they can invest the difference, maybe pull in an assistant, whether that's part-time, virtual to start with, and, and literally shift some of this stuff that we do to the other side of the ledger to somebody else the the other thing is we as human beings and i've studied human nature for more than 27 years Mm. we as human beings generally have three hours during the course of the day that we are just spot on rocking the best that we're going to be right and those are the premium hours And the problem is most human beings, that includes real estate agents, you gum up those premium hours with a whole bunch of garbage Mm -hmm. that doesn't generate you production or quality of life or, or anything. It's that stuff. Save the stuff for later or earlier if you're... I mean, my wife and I, we are total opposites. I mean, she needs three lattes intravenously (laughs) in the morning to actually wake up her brain where I basically have two speeds on and off. On comes on about 4.30 in the morning and Mm -hmm. carries through for a good part of the day. But my afternoon, I'm not as sharp. Certainly into the evening, I'm not. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm working on a book, I'm actually getting up usually at 2 or 2.30, so I increase the number of morning hours, right? because I can't do the late night grinding it out, writing, and it, uh, my brain is done. Yep. I mean, I'm the same way.
0: Everything's like, until, once we hit noon or 1, it's just game over. Like, game over <laughs> right. for the day. Yeah.
1: And some people are better in the afternoon, some people are better at it. Mm-hmm. And and, and you know, we always hear that, hey, you need to do it in the morning. Well, maybe that isn't right for you. And so it's it's that structure of knowing you, knowing your rhythm, knowing what works best and what should be done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... In- you, you
0: talked about, you know, we, we mentioned at the beginning how you were able to take Friday through Sunday off, you're able to go to your cabin, not work, and you've written a book on time management, and we're sort of at that point in the conversation. Uh, I have a question. It, it seems you're in internet marketing, um, the agents are mostly getting there, at least a, a percentage of their business is coming there um and it's it's largely a 24 7 365 world like how do you balance those two equations personally and then how do you suggest agents do it
1: well i i I guess my attitude would be if i do enough business uh, i can afford to lose let's call it Mm -hmm. some of the potential leads in business that i might have that's how I would approach it mm-hmm. is, listen, I can't have it all because where would I put it? <laughs> and, and the issue is I'm trying to run my business plan. If mm-hmm. I have clarity in terms of my business plan, I'm on track or ahead to my business goals and, and I miss some deals or some opportunities along the way because I'm recharging my battery and I'm spending quality time with my family. And, and maybe this is sacrilegious, but my attitude is, who cares? Yeah, yeah that's great. And so for me, everybody asks me, well, do you think you lost business over the course of the weekend? Maybe, but so what? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, uh, my goal and objective was to sell 150 homes a year. I've reached that goal and objective. I maintain a very good quality business at that goal and objective. Could I have sold 200 Maybe. But you know what? The, the changes and the adjustment I would have had to have made in my business, I had other interests in my life, I was making a lot of money,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I could live very comfortably and save very comfortably based on that production level. Now, some might say that's complacent. I would say that's self-actualized. Mm-hmm. That you know, and and is, you know, is that the goal? What's the goal for you in life? I mean, I'm an 84-year-old father. He was a dentist for many years, all right? For the last four years he's been fixing up a 1900s farmhouse in Donald Oregon and himself with a small worker, right, doing all the work himself. He built a two-car garage and uh, about six weeks ago, I'm calling him, talking to him and he's saying, yeah, I just bought a sawmill. I'm sawing some of the cedar logs on my property to, uh, for siding to put on my garage. Now, to me, that's success. Mm -hmm. He's doing exactly what he wants to do. At 84 years old, he's healthy, he's engaged, he's excited, and I don't know too many 84-year-olds that would do what he's doing. And my second comment to him, Dad, I don't want it in the estate, so make sure you get it finished. (laughs) I have no interest in sawing cedar right. locks and siding and putting them on the, the garage. Right, right. But he's having a ball. Mm-hmm.
0: So when did you set that personal goal for yourself? Was that something you saw at the beginning or is that something you came to self-actualize like after your first year, second year, third year in the business? When did that become clear to you?
1: It became clear to me about third or fourth year in the business that this was the production level that made sense for me, the lifestyle change. Uh, I wouldn't have gone to four days a week, probably had one it not been my father worked four days a week. I mean, we went mm. to a vacation home on the Oregon coast for you know three days a week during mm. the summertime and then some and and so that was a lifestyle that I wanted to replicate ever since I was a kid and and I selected real estate, uh-huh which is like totally contrary <laughs> to that <laughs> lifestyle. But I figured out a way to replicate it, and, and we, built, we were building a vacation home um, in Bend, Oregon, uh, where I live now full-time, but you know, we had to be there during the construction process. And so I learned to adjust the schedule and the strategy, and when it got done, I was like, why do I want to go back mm-hmm. to sanity schedule that most agents have? I'm just going to continue on, and I did. That's, that's really cool that you're able to see that and achieve that. So,
0: um, switching gears a little bit to a few more fast paced questions that we ask most of the guests on the show. Like what's something you wish every agent who got their license or took a step in this career came into it knowing? Wow.
1: That's a huge question. <laughs> that's a huge question. Um, I think. I think the most important one is recognizing and understanding really not just in the front of your lobes, so to speak, Mm. you're in sales. And this is a sales business, it's a relationship business, it's a service business, Mm. but ultimately right, we get a lot of people that come into the business that are are kind of anti-sales or not sales, and I've seen more of it through the advent and the transition of technology. Right. And technology is a great tool, and the internet is a great tool, but in the end, 67% of the buyers still buy through the first agent they meet with face-to-face. Yep. So I, I look at those numbers and I go, okay, well... You know, and everybody's saying to me, "Well, how do we get it to 80? I'm like, "You can make a lot of money at sixty-seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just get more people, get <laughs> people, right? run them through the door." <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't don't worry about going to eighty yeah. percent. Just get more at bats. Yep. I mean, a major league baseball player that bats six seventy.
0: <laughs> Maybe in the hall of fame never today. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's great and, um so i i hope people we're going to write that down in the blog post make like a big image like this this is sales or something but like what's a favorite book i know you've written a lot of them but you probably read, read a lot of them too like what's a favorite book you recommend to people or gift to people um you can pick more than one if there is
1: you know that the, there's a number of them but and, and this is probably not well known um Jim Rohn wrote a book about 20 years ago called Leading an Inspired Life. It was a compilation of Jim Rohn's life work. Okay. And, it's, and, it, and it's literally, it's a book that I give away constantly. And in fact, it's always a gift that I give to anybody that graduates from high school. Really? That is a friend of ours. Whether it's family, right, or a friend, because it's that impactful. Short, right, small little chapters. But Jim is... Jim is one of the most brilliant individuals that have ever graced this earth. Mm-hmm. And, and um, just a really, really wonderful, wonderful book that, that talks about life and success and strategy and, and, and everything that goes on purpose, ambition. It, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal read. Yeah, that's fantastic.
0: I haven't read that book of his, so I'll probably go check that out um, shortly. But um, so, what's your what's your life look outside of you know the real estate coaching thing you're doing now? You talk a lot about you know where you live in the in the vacation home you have, but is there anything else there?
1: Uh, well, yeah, a couple <laughs> of kids. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got two adopted kids. Both my we, Joan and I. We've been married 25 years. Mm-hmm. We were not able to have them, and so we were truly, truly blessed with two an amazing amazing. Uh, adopted kids so wesley's 13 annabelle's 10 and you know i'm in the dad zone and yeah. and that's the best zone in life to be in
0: yeah i'm not quite there yet but uh we'll probably get there at some point um yeah. well dirk uh, thanks so much for your time there are a lot of knowledge knowledge that you've just dropped on our audience here so i'm sure they'll appreciate it and uh where can they find out more about you more about your books um you, you have a lot of stuff online uh,
1: that's where is all that Everything's at real mm-hmm. www.realestatechampions.com, dot com. dot com, my company. Um or certainly uh, if they're looking for books, they can go to Amazon. That's obviously the world theater right. <laughs> in in going and all uh, all my books are on Amazon. And, and you I'm, have
0: courses too online you were telling me where you do you go th- what what type of things do you cover? We covered a whole breadth of topics today, but um, I'm assuming some of those are in your courses too?
1: Absolutely. We cover all different genres in terms of the courses, and and we have a lot of courses that are e-learning interactive e-learning that have gamification and video in them and they're literal courses, we're the only one really in the real estate industry and that I know of that's building level 2 e-learning, immersive e-learning where you can, you're participating in the learning experience rather than just watching a video so right. to speak uh, right. or a compilation of videos um, so we have that available and online. that's all
0: on the, the site, so realestatechampions.com
1: correct realestatechampions.com
0: so i'll link that up in both the audio version of this and then the show notes so people can go check that out um but thanks so much for taking the time today to sit down with us I've, i know i've learned a lot i'm going to go check out that book probably this afternoon and, and read it i like to read in the afternoon so uh, any parting words or just
1: uh like to leave it at that stay focused stay consistent consistency is the key in this business Mm -hmm. and you know you're not going to get to where you want to be in a week or a month but you're going to get where you want to be in six months or a year or two years or a 20-year career the law of accumulation or the compounding effect or whatever you want to call it is alive and well and that's the secret to success wow yeah
0: thanks for leaving us with that that inspires me personally too so um Thanks for everything, Dirk. Uh, have a great day. Enjoy, enjoy the vacation home there, and uh, we'll talk with you soon. My pleasure. Bye now. Agent Pro. I hope you found that really useful. Um, if you've liked this episode of In The Lead, please do go check out Dirk's uh, website. You can find it at realestatechampions.com. Uh, like always, you can go find more information just written up, um, all the all the things we talked about, all the links in at easyagentpro.com slash blog. You can find our podcast there, tons of resources. Do join the email list and like us on Facebook. Uh, you can reach out to me directly on Twitter if you have your own questions. Uh, we're going to be doing an Ask Ty episode about two or three. Three of them next week. So head over to easyagentpro.com slash ask, uh, and you can shoot me just any questions you have, and we'll we'll get some answers up there. Um, we're a bit deep right now, but if you if you ask a question, we'll try to get that on the show. Um, so go over to easyagentpro.com slash ask, or you can reach out to me um, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, I, I really encourage you to leave a comment below. Uh, just just leave things you liked, questions you have to go deeper. Um, I'll get dirt on those comments if you ask a question for him i know i'll respond within a day at least um you can reach out to us on twitter so talk with you soon tyler with easy agent pro let me know what you liked in the comments have a good one